Monday Night Football, we have the Broncos and the Chargers. I love seeing the Chargers on showdown slates. Just a super fun team to have in a showdown. They play fast, uh, up-tempo, and love seeing them on the showdowns like I do the Chiefs, just any any of the high-scoring teams. The Broncos, on the other hand, um, again, no comment on that game that we watched last Thursday with them and the Colts. No comment from me on that. Uh, but I'm not as excited for uh, the Broncos to be on this showdown. Uh, but yeah, let's quickly recap my lineup here from the showdown slate tonight, guys. So uh, tonight, so I tilted by this a little bit, but a couple weeks ago when Dalton Schultz was out, I went to Jake Ferguson, and it was the Hendershot game. And looking at the data, um, Hendershot was the guy that uh, was playing uh, you know, more passing plays, running more routes. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go to Hendershot this time. It's Ferguson that smashes, and he scores a touchdown. I'm just like, is that not DFS in a nutshell right there? Literally, that is DFS in a nutshell. But, um, yeah, I mean, going over the rest of the lineup, I wanted two of the three of Smith, Goddard, and A.J. Brown. Um, I left some salary on the table here. I think I left, like, 3000 on the table with this lineup just to try to get unique. Um, but, uh, yeah, Goddard was, unfortunately, the one let down. Um, Smith and A.J. Brown both had solid games. And then, yeah, he's Hurts in the captain. Lamb was solid. Gallup was a bit disappointing. So, eh, forgettable showdown slate for myself. All right. So, talk, uh, talking about the Vegas odds for this game, we got, let's see, we're 45 and a half over under, and the Chargers are currently four and a half point favorites. And if you guys are looking for more uh, premium content, you can check out my Patreon linked down below. Also, the sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks. Prize picks is a player prop site. They offer NFL props, a lot of different uh, sports that they do offer. You can mix and match sports. So how it works is you can pick two, three, four, up to five player props. You can win up to 10 extra money. So if you guys want to give it a try, make sure you use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Okay, but back to talking about this Monday Night Football uh, slate. Let's start off with the Denver side. So Top end, we have Russell Wilson at $10,000. Uh, obviously, he has had a pretty disappointing year so far. Um, again, he's been dealing with that shoulder injury. I guess he's going to be all right, but uh, he has not looked like the Russell Wilson Volt. Now, we'll see what that does for ownership. I still think he's like a, a pretty decent play in this, on this slate. Um, you know, relatively, I guess, you know, it's not a low total game. It's not a high total game. It's kind of in the middle there with 45 and a half. So, I do like Russ. I probably feel a little bit better about Herbert and the opposite side, but um, Russ is still a guy that can provide a little bit of rushing upside as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of is what it is with Russ Wilson, right? The wide receivers, you got Sutton at 8-4 and Judy at 7K. So Sutton's going to be very, very popular, right? He is going to be the guy that gets a lot, a lot of ownership, but he is kind of established himself, established himself as the wide receiver one. He's getting a ton of targets, are averaging close to double-digit targets a game. So, Sutton, definitely the, you know, high floor play where Judy more the boomer bust option. Still a guy that has a similar ceiling to Sutton, but a lot lower floor, right? You have two fancy points here. I think that game he got injured. Three here, eight here. So um, Judy, the much lower floor and probably sees less targets, but still does have that big play upside. So you're talking tournaments. I think you can make the argument to go to Judy over Sutton. I also think the ownership gaps can be pretty wide. We've seen that the last couple of Denver showdown sites where Sutton is just way more popular than Judy. And I get it, right? I think, you know, on paper, if we're not factoring in ownership, Sutton's the better play. But if Sutton's going to be, let's say Sutton's going to be 65% tomorrow and Judy's going to be 20%, 
I would be willing to roll the dice and, and go the Judy route if that's the case. All right, now, unfortunately, we got to talk about Dusty MG3. So uh, he's a little bit banged up that neck. I guess he'll be good to go. Taking a look at the snaps last game, uh, he did start and play a majority of the game to, to begin the game, but then Mike Boone kind of got a lot of snaps later on because I was watching that game. Um, it ended up being a relatively even split. So you had MG3 go for 41 snaps, Mike Boone go for 30, a couple for Divine Ozigbo. So with MG3, yeah, I mean, he's, he's playable. He'll be involved in the passing game. Like, again, I'm kind of just indifferent on him at that price. And then you have Mike Boone's the back running back. He's 4.8K. A um, little bit easier to get to price-wise, price wise, but probably doesn't see as many opportunities. But again, that price discount is what? Over 3,000, almost 3,500 with MG3 and Mike Boone, right? And then Brandon McManus is 3.8K. The kickers are always good value plays. Uh, McManus is definitely a solid NFL kicker, so like him for value. Broncos defense at 3 4. Eh, eh. I think I'd rather go to the Chargers if I was to play defense, but they're not completely out of play. I just, eh, I think I, I think I might lean the Chargers D uh, at home, even though I think the Broncos D is a little bit better. Um, I'm much more confident in the Chargers offense than they have the Broncos offense. All right, so wide receiver three for Denver was KJ Hamler last game, and he played a decent amount. So he played 39 of the 73 snaps. However, you did not have uh, Kendall Hinton available. Now they signed him. Um, we'll see if he is going to be available for this game because he technically would be the wide receiver four. He actually operated in the slot ahead of KJ Hamler for a bit. So um, we'll keep an eye on that news, but that could uh, make Hamler a bit riskier if Hinton is going to be available for this game. The tight end situation, so U.S. Salbert is now the tight end one, assuming he plays. He was a little bit banged up with an ankle, but he practiced in limited fashion all week. He had five catches and seven targets last weekend. His snaps have slowly been ticking up. Um, he played 41 of the 73 snaps last game, while Albert O only played 15. Um, Eric Tomlinson basically just out there for blocking, played 35 snaps. And you have Andrew Beck played 19. So we know Denver loves, you know, using as many tight ends as, as possible. I do think your, your most optimal play at tight end would be Saubert. And then Albert O, more of the contrarian option. Again, he has been losing snaps. He's still a solid pass catcher, but not playing as much as he was at the beginning of the year. Um, so I mentioned the other tight ends, right? Tomlinson, he played a decent amount, mainly just out there for blocking. He did have one target last week. And then you also have Andrew Beck, who had, I think, yeah, he had, Two catches in that first uh, NFL Monday night game. And then I think that's those are the only two catches he's had all year. So um, four tight ends will be utilized. But I do think Salbert's going to be your best option. The final Zigbo, again, got a couple of um, couple of snaps last game. They also have Latavius Murray. Um, let's take a look at the Denver depth chart just to see where they put everyone. So they technically do have Latavius uh, Murray as running back three. We'll see if he's going to be activated for this game. If he is, yeah, I mean, you could take a shot at him, right? He's had a full week of practice with the team. In a large field tournament, I do think it's it's viable. Um, and then, yeah, I mentioned Hinton. Or I think he'll be utilized as the wide receiver four, assuming that he is going to be on the active roster. I think that's it for Denver. So let's move on to the Chargers. Again, Chargers are a team that they play fast, up-tempo, fast first team. Love this Chargers team. All right, Austin Eckler. One of my biggest boys. I love playing this guy. But the snaps actually have not been amazing on him. They're taking it easy. But 42 of the 71 snaps. So he's playing like just over half the game last uh, three games. But he's being very, he's very much involved, right? 
Um, 13 carries, 16 carries, 7 targets, 4 targets. Now, I think these last few weeks have been outliers, right? He scored, what, 5 touchdowns the last 2 weeks? That's probably not going to happen. So, while I do like Austin Eckler, I do think he makes for an interesting fade on this showdown um, because back-to-back massive games could raise the ownership a little bit. I know it's not like... DFS is not like it was back in like 2016, 2017, where recency bias was huge, right? People love, people would chase big games. Um, it's not actually as relevant anymore. Recency bias is not, but I still think it could raise the ownership a little bit there with a guy like Austin Eckler. Still think he's a fine option, but again, um, he's not a guy that's going to be a true bell cow, right? And then Herbert, I think, you know, the, the quarterback that I feel a bit better about of the two on this slate, also a guy that has a little bit of rushing upside. So, yeah, I like Justin Herbert. I think the ceiling's a bit higher in him than Russell Wilson at the moment, but I also think Herbert probably gets more ownership than Russell Wilson. And then Keenan Allen, I mean, I feel like he's been practicing <laughs> for the last like four weeks, but he's just not playing. He's doubtful again with his hamstring injury. So Mike Williams will be the wide receiver one. This guy has a pretty high ceiling when he is the wide receiver one. I mean, look at three of the last four games here. Eight catches, 10 targets, 113 yards. Seven catches, 11 targets, 120 yards. 10 catches, 13 targets, 134 yards. So, ceiling's pretty high Mike Williams. I do like him a good amount. The only downside is, I mean, he still has a floor, too. Like, he can still hurt you, but very clearly the uh, wide receiver with the highest ceiling on this team. And then below Mike Williams, you have Josh Kelly, Sonny Michelle, running back two and three. So, last game, Michelle only played two snaps. You saw Josh Kelly play 27 um, previous games, you did see more, a little bit more work for Sony Michelle. Um, but yeah, 6.2K, I just I don't think play this guy. Um, it's just too pricey unless something changes. Um, so I'd rather go to Josh Kelly if I'm going to play a secondary back. But I still think both these backs are a little bit, or definitely um, Michelle's overpriced. But I think Kelly's even a bit overpriced as well. And then we're scrolling down to the mid-range here. So... Um, I, I do like Josh Palmer a good amount. He's been operating out of the slot. Um, he's been kind of their wide receiver two behind Mike Williams with Keenan Allen out. Eight, nine, and six targets over in three of the last four games. This is the game he got injured against Houston, so I don't put too much emphasis into it. He did play a lot of snaps last week as well. He played 52 of the 71 snaps. So I think Palmer's a really solid option in the mid-range. I think Gerald Everett's a decent option as well. He is their tight end one um, off week last week, but previous three before that, six, six, and 10 targets. So the two mid-range guys I like in Palmer and Everett, I think they're both pretty safe plays. And the Chargers defense has not been great, but Russell Wilson has also struggled a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm probably not going to play either defense in the slate, but I do think the Chargers are at least viable. Hopkins is going to be the kicker, so don't play. Uh, I, can't even, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but yeah, Hopkins is going to be the, the kicker. He missed one week with that quadricep, so... Um, definitely a solid value there. DeAndre Carter is only 2.6K. I think he's a viable, cheap option as well. Um, he played 42 of the 71 snaps, so he's getting a good amount of run. He hasn't done a ton with the snaps, but yeah, I think a 2.6K DeAndre Carter is in play for salary relief. Uh, the other tight ends, you have Donald Palmer at 1.4, and Trey McKitty is down here at $200. Now, Palmer, that was... or um. Don Parm, that was his first game uh, that he played. He only put 18 snaps. Maybe it goes up a little bit, but um, right now more of just a tournament-only play. And then Trey McKitty has been still been playing a good amount of snaps. He played 36 snaps last week, played on 13 passing plays. He's only $200, so I think he's a viable punt option there. He had two targets last week, so 
Uh, Bandy only got a few snaps last week. Um, he had a, a decent game when Palmer went down against Houston. He had two catches on two targets. Let's see. Moore was technically the wide receiver for last week. He played 15 snaps. So if you wanted to go to a complete dart throw, you, um, he would be viable, again, a large tournament. But other than that, I think that is it. So that's going to do it for the breakdown, guys. Again, we talked Denver. We talked the Chargers. Let's hope for a decent game here. I don't need, like, a massive shootout. I don't need it to be, like, 45-38. Just anything, anything but what we saw last Thursday. Anything but that. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it, as always. And I'll see you all in the next video.